Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, Grant McCaslin speaks, the Red Raiders land a specialist, and I'm reminded of Willie Mays Hayes. Next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Everything runs through Lubbock. Glad to have you along for the ride again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making us your first listen every day on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. He's the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. Chris, great to be back with you as we wrap up the week and a few things to get to on today's episode could potentially be a busy day otherwise. So make sure you're subscribed on YouTube to Locked On Texas Tech so you don't miss anything going down off schedule, so to speak. But as we kick off today's show, Chris, want to talk tech hoops. And Grant McCaslin, Red Raider head coach, was doing some talking last night here in the LBK that's gotten some attention overnight and into the morning. There was a Red Raider Club event. Uh, I forget the title specifically, but here locally, Coach McGuire and Coach McCaslin uh, meeting with Red Raider fans, Red Raider Club members at uh, Little Woodrow's. That's your spot, Little Woodrow's. Maybe you're familiar, maybe you're not. I won't make you tell all your tales uh, right here at the <laughs> beginning of the show. But either way, Chris, this is just it's just a fan gathering, off-season, pump up, have fun, shake hands, glad hands, kiss babies, whatever you do at these things. So it's not like a press conference or it's not you know a time really to give some grand speech or anything like that. But uh, some comments from Coach McCaslin that got some attention uh, wanted to bring to you here today. And I think... We'd be remiss if we didn't say in some part the interest in these comments has a lot to do with just how quiet it has generally been from Coach McCaslin. People wanting to hear from him, so you do, and it kind of gets your attention. Here is, in part, what was said by Coach McCaslin last night. Uh, I'll quote here saying, don't read Twitter. That's just good advice to begin with. He says, don't read Twitter. Twitter. People have been like, Coach, do we have any players? Do we have a staff? You know what I want to do here at Texas Tech? We want to win the last game of the year, and we'll pour everything we have into making that happen. It's going to take us a little bit to make sure we get the right people. Does everybody understand that part? Would we rather have everybody excited in May or in April? You get what I'm saying? You know when the national championship game is. It's in April. So that's what I want. I've talked to a lot of people. Everybody's excited, but they kind of give me this nervous look like, Coach, do you know what you're doing? Yes, I got you. I hear what you're saying. I've seen it. I feel it. But I'll tell you this. We have a plan that will be to win the national championship at Texas Tech. We've had success everywhere we've been. Does that mean we'll be successful here? No, it does not. But I can tell you, we know the formula for what it means to win in the Big 12. And if you win in the Big 12, you know what you can do. Win a national championship. Coach McCaslin goes on to say, I've played in the Big 12. I've coached in the Big 12. And I've recruited in the Big 12. I've been a part of a program that won a national championship. I love everybody on Twitter. You may think, Coach, you're crazy because no one likes you on Twitter. Well, that's all right (laughs) for now. But you know what? I want to have everybody excited. April, end quote. I know that was a mouthful uh, and a lot to consider, but some interesting things said there uh, from Coach McCaslin, Chris. Twitter is a uh, look. Coach McCaslin uses it. He was using it to uh, promote his uh, his his youth camp in the summer. So he des- he definitely wants people to to actually read it. So I think it's tongue in cheek there. But uh, 
yeah, th th there's going to be some some negative things that uh, that are out there uh, when when people, you know, again, we, we talked about that the other day. I think what, what was the line that uh, that I used in in the absence of information, people kind of choose to make up their own. <laughs> and I, I think uh, but I, I think Texas Tech is in a position right now to where the, the, the expectations are higher. You know, the, the, the standard is our this is this is still a sweet 16 team from just what uh what is that about 14 yeah 14 months ago technically and 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 then and then you you look at the 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 success you know just before that and so i i think there's still a very high standard here and interest is uh because i i i would say that and grant may be sensing that now uh, but he has played in the Big 12, and he has uh, he has coached in the Big 12 at Baylor, and and he was here, you know, back in the late 90s. This is a different animal than than, than it was, and it it it's it's kind of just which is why Grant wanted to be a part of this deal. I mean, yeah. it, it's just a different deal, and I think that uh, I, I don't want to say that that's what he's he's sensing it but i mean this is why there's so much interest this is why there's so much chatter good bad and different on on the social media platforms and, and all those things because the worst thing that could happen is is if like if nobody was asking what was going on or what you were doing because then nobody would care and then it's right. guess what the, people that don't care don't buy season tickets they don't watch you on tv they just are you know apathy sets in you're they're just indifferent so I think it's I think it's a good thing that there is so much interest. Is it a pain to deal with at times? I'm sure. Uh, do, do you want to have to tell everybody every little thing you're doing? Absolutely, you don't want to have to do that. But people are going to ride the wave, <laughs> and, and sometimes, as we see in our, in our line of business, Kellen, they ride the wave of uh, uh, emotional highs and emotional lows. There's not a lot of namaste and zen and and and, and those kinds of uh, things there <laughs> let it be their, yeah. their their motor can run hot when you're you got i'm passionate about it and that's good you know that that's good but uh i i, I agree with this point and, and we we said this too really as uncomfortable as this may be for some people when you don't know who's coaching you or all the people that are going to coach your kids we don't know all the players on the roster Ultimately, all that matters is the scoreboard in November, in December, in January. And that's ultimately what Grant will be judged by. And that's kind of what he's what he's saying. Yeah, I, I really just feel like not only the standard that has been set by this program that leads to this type of fervor, which is a very good thing, but recent anxiousness. Uh, is also part of this kind of fervor to know something or see something good happen. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because we hadn't seen anything good happen in a long time. And I'm, I'm not really talking about like off-season commitments or things like that, but within the season, it was just a total nightmare. And I think Tech basketball fans, now that you got beyond what you knew was going to have to happen at one point in time, and that was going to be a, a leadership change, now that you've gotten beyond that, I think we're all just so hungry to to feel like, all right, the, the wheels are back on the track and we're rolling in the right direction again because you know you're capable of doing that as a program. But urgency and, and anxiousness, given some recent results, I, I think also plays a, a large part in this and a little bit differently than it would uh, just in other off seasons where you're just wanting to be good as a basketball program. We're wanting to be good as a basketball program again. Uh, which would give you an indication that you weren't quite where you wanted to be 
recently. I'm curious. I wanted to ask you a question since you mentioned assistant coaches and coaching staff. Uh, I've seen like conversations surrounding the non-naming of a final coach and that impacting uh, recruiting abilities or like uh, visit allotments or things like that, as in to suggest that there's like some loophole, I guess, if a staff isn't actually finalized, that you're then not ticking off what you're allowed by the NCAA quite yet. This sounds very confusing if you haven't heard anything about this. I'm confusing myself, just saying it out loud. I just wanted to ask, is there anything to this at all, Chris, or is this just internet conversation? But first, today's episode brought to you by Built Bar. And if you're looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all the sugar, don't want all the calories, I got what you need, buddy. That's Built Bar or Built Puff. What makes them so good? For starters, covered in 100% real dark chocolate. Tastes so great, you're not going to think they're good for you. Unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, cookies, and cream. Not sure how they do it, but they maintain amazing macros while tasting like a candy bar. What's even better, they're healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't have to wait to get a box. You can always go to Built.com to get your specialty flavors. But also right now, you can walk into your local Walmart or Sam's Club and pick up a four-bar box if you're at Walmart. Or if you hit Sam's Club, 13-bar box with hit flavors, brownie batter puff, or the churro puff. You can thank me later after you try your first Built Bar. I just wanted to ask, is there anything to this at all, Chris, or is this just internet conversation? Okay, there, there has been some confusion uh, out there, and I think that it's important to try to clarify because I think there has been some Im- misinformation out there or some um, confusion about the information out there. So w- what happened, because I think people have been talking about a couple of different things. You, 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 the NCAA gives you so many official visits. I don't know if it's like a two-year span or a three-year span, but they say, here's how many official visits each school gets. And then it, it's kind of a moving target because you can you can use them up all in one year and have none the next. You can, you can kind of spread them out over whatever. And then at some point, once you kind of get to that deadline, like it refreshes or you can carry some over, there, there, there's, there's some gray area there. But you, gotcha. you, in other words, you can't just invite every recruit in the country to say, come to a big party in Lubbock, we'll host you, we'll pay for the whole thing. They, they, they try to make it fair and balanced. Okay, so, right. so we're clear there. Well, it, it appears that last summer you used up a lot of these official visits. And so you were limited this year to where – you only had, I think, eight official visits to use between now and, like, say, August first. And let's let's you know let's just count them off. I mean, Chance McMillan has used one. Uh, Warren Washington has used one. Darian Williams has used one. Uh, there's a young man that we'll talk about here in a little bit, uh, Tyron Lawrence, that has used one from Vanderbilt. Um, and 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 if that is the case, that would just leave you what four left. You're hoping that Kashad Johnson will use one. Um, maybe, maybe, uh, even, uh, Drew Steffi had to, you know, was allowed to come back and, and do an official visit because of, I mean, well, you see what I'm saying? There's yeah. just limited. I think though, that the NCAA came in and relaxed some of that because of the portal and you can't keep track of everybody's moving everywhere. We can't keep track of who's got official visits and it's not fair to a school to limit them on official visits when their whole team just left. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So that number has been relaxed. You're no longer beholden to 
having to really watch your P's and Q's on how many people you can host here. I think that's been relaxed. I don't think it's, again, it's not unlimited, but I don't think you're in danger of like running out of, of ability to pay for a kid to fly in here, feed him and, and, and all those things and set him up, set him up at the Overton. Okay. So we're clear <laughs> what, what the information that is out there, what, what is, what is, I think, I think people confused and, and kind of, uh, and it felt like that, the word was getting out that Grant was purposely not hiring people because it increased their ability to, to, to ha- have more official visits. Okay. The, 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 the context was wrong in that that is true, but that's not exactly what he's talk, ha- talking about or what somebody is suggesting. Right. What, what is true is he, by being short staffed, he himself, is allowed to be out on the road for more days and go get in front of player, parent, mm. uh, whoever he needs to. So because you have short staff, it allows him to be out on the road for more days than than normal, okay, Interesting. okay. as the head coach uh, because he doesn't have a full staff. So it has nothing to do with hosting official visits here. It has more to do with he is allowed to get out and go eyeball – a tournament, get in front of grandmother, talk to a kid or whatever. He can just be out and about a lot more than he normally would have been uh, under normal circumstances okay. with the full staff. So hopefully that, that interesting. I'm glad I asked him because there was some truth in there, but maybe just not quite on the money as far as the context. Like right. You're saying. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting to consider. Um, and maybe not something that, that most fans are considering. How the hell do I know what the NCAA is letting anybody do with or without a coaching staff who would know that uh, other than you, sicko locked on texas tech every day or you know it now congratulations and, welcome to the club and Cowan, by the way man uh yeah. i i uh i go my, my daughter's home from college i go out to pick up dinner with uh, her and the family last night i see a, a, a guy that i've known for a long time his name's craig i don't want to mention his last name but he i hadn't seen him in a long time and the last time i heard about it he was living in uh, like way far off and doing mission work in uganda so okay. I said, Craig, do you remember me? And he's a, we looked and hugged and all that and, and, and shook hands. He's like, you and Cowan just crush it. I Let's listen go. to you guys every day. Uganda so, love it. <laughs> yeah. D- does mission work in Uganda comes back uh, to Lubbock uh, three months at a time to take care of his, his sweet dad. So uh, Craig, you are good people, dude. And it's really good to see you. Thank you very much for listening to what we do here. It's for, you know, it's people like that, that are, not just sitting here in Lubbock, Texas, that are far off, man, that uh, okay. hopefully we try to keep them entertained slash informed, whatever, yeah. um, and, and and try to not get in trouble doing so. Love to know it, uh, <laughs> that it's out there and it's happening all around the world. Yes. And I now am, am glad to know the backstory on these uh, downloads from Uganda I see popping up <laughs> on the worldwide Locked on Texas Tech. There map. you go. Thank you, Craig, for doing the Lord's work and listening. Or viewing locked on Texas Tech, uh, Chris. Before we move on, can we get back to a couple of those names you just mentioned? Uh, sure. Just for some clarity, uh, the Lawrence kid and Kashad Johnson's visit has not happened yet, right? As we're sitting here at this time, wrapping up the week. So let me. So again, th- th- this this is tricky to discuss this stuff because as you as you, we tape it, because if somebody watches it, you know, much longer after this, it, it's, so many of this stuff can kind of change. Sure hour by hour, minute by minute. <laughs> As I'm talking to you now, he, I believe, is still in Lexington, I think. And I believe he is set to visit uh, early next week. 
Okay. Uh, and and that visit may or may not happen. You know, right. We'll, we'll we'll just see. I think it's he's delayed it uh, twice. And I think, you know, Arizona and then Kentucky. And so you can kind of start to gather. It wouldn't be the worst thing to be the last uh, folks to host him, though, True. if that's what happens. But I think you kind of start to realize, okay, he may be looking for something different than the Texas Tech. And that's fine. And I think Texas Tech is, like, is aware. And they, But this was a guy that was going to be very, very difficult to get. So yeah, you think that, about who's looking for him. I mean, and yeah. I, I get why this dude would be a great ad for anybody. But two of the blue blood type programs <laughs> right. that are out there in Arizona and Kentucky. I mean, that, that's yep. just the the sandbox that you're playing in. Um, <laughs> and so, so that that is that. I think that at last check, he was you know tentative Monday through Wednesday. We'll see. May or may not happen. I think if he's here, if he shows up, I, I kind of like your chances. If he, if he, but he could never show up and, and, ne- and never take the visit. But I think they're yeah. still planning on it or trying to, to host that. Okay. Um, so, so there, there's that one. If you don't add him, though, you, you will definitely still use up one of your remaining spots on like a forward, uh, a burly power forward type guy that's the six, eight to six nine range you know i'm just you know, throwing out measurables yeah. somebody that's not necessarily a center but they can play center you know somebody that can you you could they can be a, a five man you know uh and, and not be a primary five man but can be the five man can play the five or the four which would be a, a center or power forward spot so um and, and, and again i wouldn't rule out i think even kashad johnson's maybe even like six seven ish and so but he's He's 235, 240 rebounds. Like, I mean, you know, it's just, but you, you get the idea. Right. There, there's a, there's a mold there. There's a, there's a, a dirty work, defensive presence, a toughness component. I think you're trying to add a Rodman. Think, Give us a Rodman yes. somewhere out there. The, the worm. You got That's right. it. <laughs> Is his son old enough to be here yet? I just saw that he's got a son hooping, but I think he's, he's still in high he, school. No, he trained, he's transferred from Washington State to USC. Oh, he was already okay. That's yeah, what I saw. I think he's going to USC, and I, uh, I, I don't get starstruck uh, around. You just you get around athletes and coaches and stuff, and you see things, and it's like you just don't. The one time uh, I kind of got was like, wow, uh, was when I Dennis Rodman was in the Texas Tech locker room, and he had all the <laughs> the, the the boa and the, the yeah. fur coat and all that, and I just because man, I was a. Uh, I was a big Bulls guy back in that run. I followed sure. that stuff closely. And then he was with the Spurs and even the Mavericks yep. and, and all those things. And I remember those Pistons-Lakers battles way back in the day, the bad boys and all those things when uh, <laughs> the, the Pistons were beating up everybody. But I I, I was kind of in a bit of awe uh, of, of old, old, old Dennis there. I mean, that's I mean, a was, cultural flashpoint at one point in time. He was probably as famous as anybody's in, in hey, America. Madonna, Carmen Electra. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, you you name it. I mean, and I, who would I, have thought that all these years later, Dennis Rodman would look better than Madonna? Amazing. <laughs> Mother Nature's a mad scientist, right? I hadn't, I hadn't seen Carmen uh, lately. I hope hopefully she's had I bet she's up. still doing all right. Yeah, that, that's right. That's right. But uh, anyway, but yeah, you you need somebody that does some of those things for your team. I think yeah. uh, to wrap that combo up. So, uh, and what about uh, the Vanderbilt kid? I wasn't familiar with his name. Exactly. I think it's it's interesting. It uh, he is somebody that visited here. I think two or three weeks ago. He he was uh, he, he was is going through the NBA draft process, and I think this is not somebody that I would say uh, I'm counting on, but I think it's somebody that fans of this program should be aware of. Okay. 
he, he's a pretty highly sought after player. And this is why you, you get into like, well, we, you think you kind of have a good feel for things. You think you know everything. And sometimes you just, you just don't, you know, you, you just don't, this is a prime example. He apparently was here on an official visit two or three weeks ago. Nobody really aware of it. And uh, I, I think going through the NBA draft process, and I think that he didn't get a combine invite. So there's there's this pretty real chance that he doesn't stay in the draft and he says, hey, I'm going to take my name out. And and I think that uh, deadline is like late May, early June. I have to go back and look, look to be sure. And then he, you know, then he can he's feel free to go sign uh, wherever. And I, I I have his stuff up. He is he averaged uh, thirteen and four for Vanderbilt, about two assists a game. Uh, he was a junior, so I think he's got a couple of uh, years left. Uh, you know, it looks like. Uh, and there's a lot of Georgia, Auburn kind of SEC type rumors out there. Yeah, I know that his people, his his circle has talked very favorably about Texas Tech and again he's already visited here and and all those things so again am I saying he's committed am I saying count on him no that's not what I'm saying am I saying you should remember his name yes that's what I'm telling you okay so and that's why when you have all these spots to fill out and you're like man what what is going on well there's just some things that you know some of us don't know you know that that I think that Coach, you know, Coach McCaz and all that they've been working on it doesn't mean it's going to work out in their favor. But this is a bona fide, this is a bona fide, like starter type guy right here. Like he he could oh, easily yeah. start at the at the two spot, you know, and, and shooting guard next to Pop or something. Like this is a this would be a big get if you can get him. I mean, heck, we just have sitting here telling you about NBA draft component and all those things. So anyway um yeah it made a big jump last year i don't know what what clicked but i think it only started like 15 games the previous two years started 34 double digit score uh a season ago for vanderbilt to the pride and joy of monticello georgia uh his hometown so be uh happy to have him on a roster no doubt about it if he wound up back here in lubbock so some things to keep an eye on and as i mentioned keep an eye out as we head into the weekend uh, for any other possible news that could be exciting coming across the bow right here on Locked on Texas Tech uh, with Grant McCaslin's Red Raider basketball team. Yeah, and you know, um, I, I think w- what you're hinting at is that, you know, Coach McCaslin talked a lot about, you know, some some being on the cusp of some good news at this event uh, last night. I think he kind of hinted yeah. at, at such and – I think the name everybody is is curious about is is Warren Washington because I think he is on the cusp of a decision, and so uh, you know it's 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 either Texas Tech or TCU, and I think you have major reason to celebrate if he chooses Texas oh, yeah. Tech. So I think that's what Grant was was hinting at. Uh, I think there's been rumors about a uh, an imminent announcement, and so I think that that's what you know I would pay attention to to that if. Uh, if I was a fan of Texas Tech basketball. Yeah, subscribe on YouTube, anywhere you get podcasts, so you don't miss an episode whenever one is hitting the scene uh, for any impending announcements or otherwise right here on Locked on Texas Tech. Coming up ahead as we wrap up this episode, we're stepping away from hoops. We're getting to Joey McGuire and company and a new specialist headed to the 806 on Locked on Texas Tech.
for making Locked On Texas Tech a part of your day, a part of your week, whenever, wherever, however you're doing it. We appreciate you making it happen with Chris. I'm Casey coming to you from west of the 100th Meridian where it's really going down, heading into the weekend here in the great state. But first, I wanted to pause, Chris, for someone who's headed to the great state. I saw some word last night about a UAB specialist transfer uh, for Texas Tech for Coach McGuire. And Kenny Perry, and you may not get all that jazzed up about a specialist, a kicker here or there. And certainly, I'm not telling you what to be jazzed about. That's our right as Americans to be jazzed about whatever you want to be jazzed about. Um, But Chris, this one, a little bit different, I guess, because we're talking a specialist specialist. (laughs) Even beyond uh, just kicking the football, this UAB transfer, I think, uh, brought in for some specific reasons, it sounds like. What can you tell us about this guy? I, yeah, Reese Burkhart is his name. I think he's got a couple of years left to, to play. And I think it, it was, I guess, later in the spring. Look, I think Gino Garcia did a really good job with the kicking competition this spring. I think he he did really good in the red and black game. I think that's going to be your your kicker, yeah, your specialist, if you will. Yeah. However, I think they determined uh, that as they went through the spring and really worked more and more with him compared to who else was there, his strength is not the kickoff, like not mm-hmm. not consistently getting it into the end zone enough uh, touchback or getting it deep enough. And again, you, 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 you consistently kick it at the – not that he was, but I mean, let's just hypothetically say if you, if you ended up consistently they're catching it at the seven yard line that's a bit tricky because you're going to have to to play that play every time you're going to have to to cover it and you and you you know you potentially you know and if it's an average of seven sometimes that's at 12 sometimes it's at the three yard line those are hidden yards those those are potentials for kickoff returns and all those things we know kansas state makes a living off of the kickoff return for touchdown it seems like so um, anyway, I think that is is certainly something that they were trying to improve, and hence the uh, hence the the name Reese Burkhart, who I think over half the time uh, his kickoffs were touchbacks. I think last year, uh, I think you know somewhere in the forty one out of seventy three range, something along those lines. I, I think I saw as a uh, you know uh, coming off of last year as a blazer. Uh, he would, you know, it's funny because he would have played for Trent Dilfer uh, this year. You, Trent Dilfer is the new head coach at UAB. Oh, yeah, I, forgot I think that. a lot of people don't remember that. But um, it, it's just amazing what Joey's staff does because, you know, th- there's like a, you know, prime example. Th- this is along the same lines. And this is where this NIL and the Matador Club and you kind of getting getting some some money to not just your your scholarship guys, but your it spills over into the, you know, from 85 to 100 as far as the walk-on types. Mm-hmm. There, there is a corner in Iowa named Miles, uh, I think Miles Thompson, I think is his name. Miles Thompson, Thomaston, whatever, I, you know. And, and he's from Cedar Rapids. And he's, uh, he's going to be here in a couple weeks. And they found him because he just runs really fast track times. And they watched his film. <laughs> and... Anyway, he will be here as a preferred walk-on. They did this work, you know, months and months and months ago. And it's just – and so it makes you wonder, like on a Reese Burkhart, how you end up, you know, stumbling upon it. But it's just – it's. I appreciate their process, and I appreciate yeah. trying to 
fine-tune every aspect of your team. Most people are not thinking about, you know, our kickoff situation out there. And, and they've brought in a human just to do that job, you know. And, you know, and so I, I just, uh, yeah, I, I think that's obviously a big deal. It's hidden yards. It's just trying to eliminate some big, big play against you by having somebody that can consistently put it in the end zone. Yeah, that should be something we don't have to think about. So hopefully uh, that post will be manned uh, appropriately and we won't have to think about it as in thinking about guys taking it back, uh, hidden yardage like you're talking. It's it's another play you got to play. And believe me, as a former wedge buster, I love watching men bust that wedge, although I think that gets you locked up in Sing Sing now if you're ever wedge busting or even (gasps) forming a wedge. Be very, very careful on the kickoff. Second most dangerous thing known to man behind crab fishing in the Bering Sea. Deadliest catch, mm, spinoff, we're covering special teams, kickoff coverage. It's an idea I sent to Discovery long ago. I hadn't I hadn't heard back. I think Mike Rode nixed it. You're making me think about Willie Mays Hayes with the other guy. He wasn't out there just sprinting in his PJs, right? And then McGuire's like, get him a uniform. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, finding somebody just off the radar because of a measurable uh, that you really like and and seeing what you can do with them. Uh, you can do a lot of things with speed, but one thing you can't do with speed is uh, coach somebody to be fast. So if you got uh, it, you got it, right? <laughs> could, could, yeah, if you're trying to do that, you're just be like, go faster. Hey, dude, I know. <laughs> Would you I like mean, to run faster? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was Miles Thompson is who I was okay, thinking of, Miles Cedar Rapids. And I just think this is a guy that a lot of people aren't really even thinking about. He, he's he's like a 10-4, 10-5, guy. Mm. And turned down an offer from Northern Illinois, uh, I think, to come here. And then, like, uh, th- this is this is months ago, though. This is way yeah. back in the middle of the season, like signing date type stuff. And then, uh, as recently as of a month ago, I think Nebraska has like knocked on the door, going like, "Dude, we'll, we'll scholarship you." And he's he's turned it down uh, to to come here and. Garrett you know, McGuire, so, you're gonna do that to dad? Hey, don't be. I, I think they, I think they tried. Yeah, but I think that, yeah, it was like, you know, it was like, no, he's he's gonna stick with it. But again, it's just in in the in in the in the mode of just trying to be faster. I just because we were talking about Reese Burkhardt, and and I didn't mean to get off on a separate conversation, but it, it's it's just you, you're trying to get faster, even when you. You, you bring in a, a walk on corner that I will tell you at, at very short notice, because this is a three-star prospect by rivals that, that is mm-hmm. walking on here, but he is somebody that will be placed on scholarship fairly soon. This is why gotcha. you may have a smaller recruiting class this next year because of some situations like this. Hey man, come here. Hey, come here and do what Tyree Wilson did. We'll take care of you. Worked out for him. Maybe Miles Thompson will be just as lucky. I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely. Sell it while you can. And man, yeah. you got something to sell right now. All right. You got a lot to chew on out there as you head into the weekend. Uh, Chris, appreciate all the insights and perspectives and want to make sure everyone is subscribed on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. So you miss nothing in case we have reason to uh, rejoin you. Maybe today or this weekend with hopefully some good news uh, on a couple of different fronts. But uh, Chris, enjoyed it, man, and and thanks for the time as always. Absolutely, man. I hope everybody has a good weekend, and uh, stay tuned. Keep hope alive, everybody. (laughs) Subscribe on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Appreciate those everydayers out there who will be back with us for the next round on Locked on Texas Tech. Until then, for Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan. Have a great one, and we'll see you then on Locked on Texas Tech.